All right, guys, welcome to the Business Shift podcast. Very excited for who we have coming on today. Can't wait to hear their story. So we've got Edmund Lee joining us on the podcast today. Edmund works with entrepreneurs, coaches, and healers to live pain-free and achieve peak performance. He has his own experience with this that I can't wait to dive into and talk more about. So let's go ahead, cue that intro, and then we'll bring him on. Welcome to The Business Shift, the podcast for online entrepreneurs who are focused on making the shift to business owners. We talk about what it takes to build and grow a thriving digital empire and the transition required as you grow. This is a shift I chose to make in my own business, your client success, and one you'll want to consider making as you grow from solopreneur to business owner. Please share and enjoy. Edmund, welcome to the stream. Hello. Thank you for having me, Elena. Yes. I'm so excited to be here. Super excited to get your insight on things. So my first question for you is it kind of starts out with the whole idea of what this podcast is built on, which is entrepreneur, solopreneur versus business owner. So I'm curious, uh, do you think there's a difference? Um, and if so, what is that difference? And what would be those uh, definitions that you have for each one? Okay. Okay. I know. I just gave you like a whole bunch yes. of questions. <laughs> so we'll start with, do you think that there's a difference? <laughs> do I think there's a difference? I'd say very subtle. There's a lot of blending in terms of what they are, but I think at yeah. the end of the day, whether it's a solopreneur or a business owner, they all fit into the role of entrepreneur. And what that means at the end of the day is they're, they're trying to find a way to uh, deliver value to the world, to deliver value to people's lives and make an impact. Ooh, I love that. Okay. So then what does it mean to be a business owner and what does it mean to be, uh, be a solopreneur? So I think for that one, at least, at least for me, right. What I, what I, what I, what I think that is, is it's the magnitude of the scale, like the, the thinking in terms of how the person, uh, thinks a bit long-term. So when it comes so be, maybe being a solopreneur, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're not necessarily looking to scale it to a larger degree, right? Yeah. But like, it, it's just maybe, maybe they just have, um, for, for example, even like uh, online business owners, right? People who do a lot of online marketing, uh, a lot of times, maybe that's the, that's the size that they want to grow it to, just being a solopreneur, just being themselves. Because by, by starting to hire a team or a staff like that, you start to bring in a lot of other moving pieces, right? And so... With that, um, even being a solopreneur, they still have to develop systems in place for them to actually get the things done on a daily basis. But in terms of being a business owner, I think the mindset shifts a bit where they yeah. start to think about how can they scale the business to a larger scale in terms of maybe like having um, maybe replicating their business model. So that yeah. it, so if it's like a brick and mortar location, right? Maybe it's being able to replicate it to like five locations, 10 locations, mm -hmm. 20, 100, 200, 300, right? So in the case of locations, it's going to be like that, right? Or in case yeah. of like maybe like an online business, just being able to magnify their reach, right? And so that can happen in a lot of different ways. Like even when like people, yeah. um, there's so many different ways I'm trying to, um, so it's kind of like, uh, just being able to scale their business, right? So if they have to like scale yeah. their team, right? Then they'll, they'll still have to develop those systems, right? So that the other team members can actually replicate and do what it is that they that they, that they need to do to make the business run, whether it's on the social media channels or whether it's kind of being uniform in terms right. of how they're communicating uh, with their clients or whether like certain processes are done a certain way. And then 
maybe, maybe they allow other people to be able to, I guess, um, market their product for them. And if they do that, then maybe there's like a set way in which they want that done as well. So that's kind of how I see it in terms of the difference between like maybe a, a solopreneur mindset or yeah. approach versus possibly a business owner approach. Yeah, no, I love that. And I, I love asking that question because I always get different words to describe what it means to be a business owner, to be a solopreneur. And I really do like the words that you use in terms of their subtle differences between them because they are potentially both looking to scale, but it's that subtle difference of how can I, how can I replicate things? How can I make it so then this process is running smoother? And so I love that. So did you start your business as a solopreneur? There, I, I've done different businesses, uh, different business models. So some of them, it was just me, you know, online. Yeah. Other ones, it was actually brick and mortar businesses that involved more than me. So I've had experience in both. Okay, very cool. So what's your current main business? My current main business is uh, online. So it's I, I work with entrepreneurs, coaches, and uh, healers, right, to essentially yeah. live pain-free and also to achieve peak performance. So that's what I'm currently doing. I've been doing this for about two years. Previously, before that, I, I was in the dry cleaning business for about six years. So a completely different business model where we had multiple locations. So And we had right. uh, multiple team members as well. So very okay. different than online right now, what I'm doing. Yeah, so... What led you to make that shift from going to being in person, having multiple locations to taking it online? It was, um, well, actually before the dry cleaning business, I was online before. So I used to okay. do branding and social media online. And so what was happening was um, I, I did that for a couple of years, right? And uh, at that time, what happened was I kind of, it, it ran its course in so many different places uh, at one time and then I had different team members in terms of that like staff that were helping me mm -hmm. in terms of uh, helping helping support me right after a couple of years what was happening was I started to it was almost like I started to get a little bit tired or burned out from that process it kind of ran yeah. its course and so at that point in time I try I, I look for something different and so I was like you know at that time an opportunity presented itself within the dry cleaning business which was completely different because I, I I've never done that before and so right. that's what kind of allowed me to move into more of like a, you know, like a physical location type thing. And yeah. so within the dry cleaning business, that's what I got into in 2014. And so yeah. here I was thinking that, you know, this change, this was the next phase of my life. And so at that point in time, when I got into the dry cleaning business, right, I was, I was in pretty good, and at least in the story of why I do what I do present day. And so when I got into that dry cleaning business back in 2014, is it okay if I share this? Yes, please. Oh, yeah, yeah go. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I, just I can't, to make I can't sure wait to hear point. it. Yes. No, I'm so excited. I'm like this. Okay. I wanted to talk about this. So I'm like, yeah, right, go perfect. for it. <laughs> okay. All right. Awesome. I just wanted to stay make sure I'm on point. Okay. So yeah, um, in 2014, that's when I transitioned from online, the online business, right. To um, being in the dry cleaning business. And so when I was right. in the dry cleaning business, when I got in there, you know, I was in perfect health and I was feeling pretty good. Right. And so about a couple of years in, right. Um, I noticed that my health started to kind of go downhill. And so yeah. I was, I, I was a little bit confused as to what was happening. I knew what, what was happening was the business environment was, uh, it was really stressful just in terms yeah. of the magnitude, the amount of the work that was done. Cause we had multiple locations and it was busy location. We had, we had a lot of, if you know, the dry cleaning business, there's like thousands and thousands of pieces of clothes coming in. 
And right. so just being able to be able to support that, like being new in the business, right? New in the industry, jumping in there and supporting that as well as different locations, as well as all the dynamics of the, the different personalities in the business, as yeah. well as the, you know, like the, the chemicals or the just kind of what's involved in the dry clean business, right? So all those right. started to kind of take a toll on me. But I didn't even necessarily, I didn't even necessarily kind of notice it until about two years in because I always prided myself on like a really strong mindset and doing a lot of person development. Yeah. And so as like the pain kind of started to kick in, maybe like 2016 or so, right? And so at that time, I was just like, okay, they were, there were kind of like little aches and pains in my neck and my back and stuff like that. And so at first, you know, I was just kind of like, okay. That's kind of maybe it's just some wear and tear. And so what I would yeah. do was I would go see a chiropractor, maybe some, for some maintenance or go get some massages or yeah. uh, change my diet or maybe even do a little bit of detox. Right. Yeah. And so what was happening was a lot of that stuff, it, it kind of helped. But what I found was that the pain kind of persisted and then it started to almost get worse. You know, it started to become more mm -hmm. severe to the point where there were some days right where. Um, in the mornings, right, just to be able to get out of bed, it, it was it was very difficult, because it was almost like my back was so stiff, right. So the the simple act of getting out of bed, wow. it was it was the most difficult process. So I, I literally had to just like, roll onto my side and then like, um, be and knees first onto the ground, right. And then literally, I had to like, push myself up, right to a standing motion. Wow. And so once I was in that standing motion, right, so I I had to walk to the other side of the room because that's what I did back in the day. I put my alarm clock on the other side of the room just so that I could nice. wake up, right? Because otherwise yeah. you know, I might hit the, the snooze button, right? And just go back to sleep. Yeah. And so once I was back up in the standing motion, just to get to the other side of the room, uh, I was literally moving like with baby steps. So I was almost like a 70-year-old trap, like a person stuck in a 70-year-old body in a sense. Wow. And so that, was, that wasn't every single day, but that was most days. And so that was just one example. And then there was other days where my neck was so stiff where I couldn't even move my neck to the left, like, you know, like this. And yeah. I couldn't even move it to the right like this. It, it was that uh, bad. And so, like, I, I remember coming to work, like, like it was there, there was one week that was really bad in particular. And I remember going to work and like I, I'd be helping the, the customers and moving around the shop. And I'd just be like, it, like kind, kind of just like stuck like this. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and yeah it was and it's it's kind of it's comical right now looking back at it but in, in the heat of the moment it, it wasn't that comical and yeah. it, it was really it was really painful and dreadful um, I can imagine those, those are just some of the things that were happening in addition to you know yeah and and so I had a lot of in addition to some of that physical pain I also had a lot of brain fog and my, my thinking was kind of always going like chatter, 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 you know, like kind of going crazy in a sense. Yeah. And like I was saying before, I was trying to do all these different things, chiropractic, massage, uh, alpha biotic. I was doing uh, detoxing. I was uh, changing my diet. I was doing fasting. I was, uh, the, the list goes on and on in, in terms of the number of things. And so these things would all work. And then they kind of, it was almost like I was taking like two steps forward, but then three steps back. And then just keep going back and forth, right? And so it wasn't, so I kept doing that for a couple of years. And so uh, it wasn't until what I found was it wasn't until I started to address the emotional issues. So a lot of the emotions that I had uh, within me, right, in terms of 
perhaps like the anger maybe towards the the work situation or the business or the other people involved or just the stress that was going on. So until I, I addressed that, my pain didn't go away. And so once I started to address the internal aspects, the emotional aspects, then what I found was that a lot of the other things that I was doing, such as changing my diet, detox, and chiropractor, massage therapist, and uh, acupuncture, all these different things, they started to work better until the point where I started to uh, see shifts in my body where I could actually have more, more mobility. I could move around. You know, I could, uh, I could carry, like, I could do more load-bearing activities without pain. Um, my mind was no longer chattering. Instead of being all anxious and, like, everything was, like, going, like, a thousand miles per hour, things actually slowed down to the point where I was calm and centered, almost like walking through life like, uh, like a wizard, in a sense. And so what happened was when, once I got to that point, eventually, um, magically, you know, this business that, you know, we had been wanting to sell for so long, right? We, it, it, we were able to sell it at that point. So the moment my perception of everything changed, right? It's almost like uh, the universe, there's almost like something, something came into place to allow for the, the sale of the business to occur, which brings me into what I'm doing now, which is in my online business, I'm working with people to live pain-free, but to also achieve peak performance. So what I'm doing is I'm using everything that I learned in the past to get myself out of pain to support others in their journey as well. Wow. I, I feel that like, that's such an incredible story. Um, and just amazing how you went through that. Um, because it sounds like it was like an emotional type of pain that was being created. So how did you even start that process of unpacking the emotions of it all? Um, and making it something that stuck. Making something that stuck. So it was more out of uh, sheer desperation at that point in time, uh, because there, were, there was a point in time where I, was, I had done everything already, and it was like nothing was working. And I just remember beating my head, you know, just over and over and over and over again, you know, against the wall. Like, it's like nothing's working. It's like, what am I going to do? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in this situation. Uh, it sucks. And my, my, body's, my body's hurting. What do I do? And so I, I came across a concept. It's called the uh, chart of consciousness or the scale of consciousness. It's, uh, it's, in the, mm -hmm. it's in the book by David Hawkins, Power Versus Force. And so essentially, um, have you heard about that concept before? Yes. I have never heard about that concept. Right, awesome. No, so, I haven't. Uh, for your viewers who might not. You... Oh, sorry. I think we're okay. lagged a little gotcha. bit. <laughs> All right. So I think there's a little bit of lag. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of lag, maybe five second lag or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so what, what that scale of consciousness is, right, is um, there's a scale of consciousness, right? And so on the, and it has like a number system, you know, from like zero all the way up to like 700, 800 plus, right? And so what it is, is at the lower levels, right? You have uh, emotions such as like um, anger, fear, uh, desire, like things like that. All the ones that kind of like when you think of it, it just kind of makes you feel like icky and yucky and just like, you know, it's like, oh, that's, you know, more restricted, right? And so as you move your way up that scale of consciousness, it's almost like you reach the, the states of more love, joy, and peace. And so what was happening at that time was like, I was thinking to myself, you know, it's like my, my body is in, it's a, it's in a ton of pain, but at the same time, I'm not happy with my situation. And I knew that at some level, right, 
whatever my perception of reality was right at that point in time. So whether my perception of reality was uh, more in a state of like anger or resentment or fear uh, towards my situation, uh, whatever I was creating in my life or, or the people that I would be around, perhaps it might be, it's almost like a, like a resonance in terms of like a match for what that was at that time. You know, obviously everybody at any point in time, right? We all have different emotions, right? One moment we can be angry. One moment we can be fearful. One moment we can be happy or, or blissful. And the other moment, something else, right? But it, it's, it's essentially the, um, the, the, the average. The average is kind of like, there's always like a natural set point in terms of where a person is. So I kind of mm -hmm. figured like, if I could somehow shift where my average or my, nat my, my set point was, then perhaps... I could heal the pain in my body and then maybe I could also change the situation that I was in my business in terms of being in a business that I was really kind of overworked and I was unhappy with to being into a, into a situation where I was more blissful and happy and relaxed and more fulfilled with the type of work that I was doing. And so that's really what I did in terms of the shift that I made. Okay. And so I love all of that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's great. So what did you do to even start that process? Like what were those first steps that you took? Because I think going in and looking at it as like, oh man, uh, I've got to unpack my emotions and work through all of that. I think most people wouldn't even know where to start with that. So what were those first steps that you took uh, to get you started on that path? Okay. So for me, I, I did a couple of things at that point in time. Uh, I did... And this was, and what I knew, granted, what I knew back then and what I did, you know, at that very beginning is very different than what I, what I know now. The, obviously, the resources and the tools and the modalities that I have available uh, to myself and also to my clients is much more different now in terms of the, I guess, the, the, the range of people it can support and like the different angles that it can kind of target maybe healing a lot of the, those uh, inner work type stuff, the emotional aspects. But in terms of back then, uh, what I was doing was I, was, I, I continued to do a lot of that internal reflection. I was doing breath work. Um, I, I, was, you know, I was closing my eyes. I was doing a lot of deep breathing exercises, right? To, to really just kind of go back into my past or to find those things that were, that were uh, really ca causing that anger and that fear and that resentment in my life. And that's not necessarily always an easy process to do when it's just yourself. You know, that's why I, I, it's very useful to have somebody else to support you in that process because it's almost like they can guide you through that and they can, they have more of a neutral approach in terms of being able to see something that, you know, the person who's actually in the, in the thick of it can't necessarily see. And so that was one of the approaches that I did. And then I also did um, a special form of like acupuncture as well that, uh, that deals with, um, with, with almost like raising consciousness or, or addressing a lot of those emotions that may be stuck in a person. Um, so the, the list can be, the list is endless in terms of what that is, but to kind of, would it be okay if I share with you like the concept, maybe like the mindset or the concept in terms of the approach that I took to make oh, that Oh, Yeah. Oh, yes. hundred percent. I'm like, yeah. I'm just locked in. I was like, I'm so interested in hearing this. Uh, so yes, please share away. <laughs> okay. So what I focused on was how can I raise my level of consciousness, right? From a state of where my perception of the world 
right? Is oh, maybe like things are making me angry or this person makes me angry or this situation makes me angry or, or I'm running through my day angry or, at, or sad or whatever, right? How can I get that to a state of like where I'm joy, joyful or peaceful or happy, right? And so traditionally, most people think that in order to get to, to those states where you're always happy or like uh, joyful, right? Or just in a state of peace, it's almost like you gotta, you gotta focus on that more, right? It, it kind of goes back to the concept of, you know, you gotta listen to the like personal development, right? You gotta listen to the, the positive um, like audios or read positive books or, or use positive thoughts or affirmations and stuff like that. But the thing is, that's that's not always that that's that works, but it doesn't necessarily always work effectively. It, it, the process can be a little bit bumpy, right? And so, because if you're doing all that stuff, you still have all that garbage of like all that things that are kind of pulling you down. You know, the things that are pissing you off are just kind of making you like sad in life, right? Just that that the stress that people that, that a lot of people hold on to, and so so the question is, how do you get from this stage right down here? right of the like being like in that state of like depression or sadness or anger right to uh, up here right and so a lot of people think that you got to focus more on that but the thing is it's uh it's quite the opposite and so uh to give you an example it's kind of like uh it's kind of like being on a, a boat right and so you got a big boat right and it's filled with all this water and all this heavy luggage and all that stuff and so the water and all the heavy luggage and the garbage and all that stuff it, re it represents all our emotions you know so all the things that we're still holding on all the things that stress us out you know like the things that have been from the past from a young age all the way to present it can be things relating to mom it can be things relating to dad or brother sister relationships exes um things relating to coworkers or or uh, business endeavors, past or present, or people who uh, have been good to us, people who have wronged us, business partners that have wronged us, all those type of things, right? They accumulate. And so that's all the, all the water, that's all the luggage on the boat. And so the question is how, if the boat is all, you know, it's bringing you down, right? How do you get to the higher level? And so instead of focusing on the, all the, the good stuff, right? You have to first address the stuff that's weighing you down. And so the moment you start to address all the stuff that's weighing you down, the things that are, you know, like, that are upsetting you or the, all the stress that you're holding on from the past in whatever area of life, relationship, business, right? Since this is a business entrepreneurship, you know, entrepreneurship podcast, the moment you start to release all that type of stuff, it's almost like naturally the boat will start to raise up naturally, almost without trying if that makes sense. So as you start to do that, the, the, there's going to be a shift in the perception of the world, the shift in terms of how you view the world, right? Like how you view the world, but also, also if you believe in the, you know, the, the concept that there's going to be a shift in terms of the people that you're connected to as well and the situations that come into your life as well. And so that's the general premise and the concept that I followed in terms of making that change in my life. And that's how I got out of pain. And that's how I was able to move away from that dry cleaning business, get it sold, and then move into the type of work that I'm doing now where I'm helping people live pain-free and also achieve peak performance. Wow. Okay. Uh, all of that is just amazing. Um, I, I love the way that you described that. Um, and I think that a lot of the times it's like, okay, I've just got to keep trying, trying to hit that next level, hit that next level. But the perspective of, you know, letting go of some things that are potentially bogging you down instead of just trying to get to the next level, um, is a really cool concept. So how, 
if we're talking about it in terms of the metaphor of the boat, right, being bogged down by things, how would you go about starting to empty out some of that stuff? Did you do it through journaling? Um, I know getting a coach, I'll definitely be, I'll definitely be asking where people can connect with you. Um, but how else could people start this process to uh, let go of some of this stuff? There's so many different methods in terms of letting go, right? And I think it's going to be up to, you know, what, obviously, obviously the, you know, the, the most effective way in order for people, for a person to be able to replicate what it was that I did is obviously if a person's in a lot of pain, right? It makes sense logically, right? That you would do what like I did when I was in that point of time, right? Versus like trying to do what I did right now where I'm already out of that pain and, you know, there, there are certain things that I'm doing, right? So I think that's a misconception that a lot of maybe like people do when they're looking for coaches or people to learn from. They're trying to learn from that person in terms of what they're doing right now, all the action steps and the, the mindsets that they have now, right? When they're already successful or when they're already out of pain. But what they discount is that maybe what works, what's, what's working for them at this stage right now, where they're already out of pain or where they're already having success, it might not work for the person who's just starting out because they're, they're two drastically different places. So you have to almost, it's almost like you have to kind of go back into that mindset of what it was like when that person was at that beginning stage. Right. And so for me, you know, like the tools I, you know, I, I, I've been blessed to be able to add on to the, to the list of tools that I have now. And I've been able to test it with different clients that I've been able to uh, progress through the process, right? So when they're in pain, to, to getting them out of pain free, right? And so what a lot of the stuff that they're doing now is it's a little bit different, but it, it's more precise now than what I was doing in the past. See, back in the past, when I was in pain, right, and I was still trying to figure it out, it was a little bit of a slower process, you know, I was trying to change my diet, and do a lot of detoxification to clean my body out you know, kind of hoping and praying that that would fix me, right? And it wasn't really, but it kind of did. And so I was doing other things like kind of like just deep, you know, breathing, just regular standard breathing, nothing special, uh, nothing compared to what I'm doing now. Now I'm doing more like, more like uh, breathing that's actually pinpoint accuracy in terms of like getting down to the nitty gritty, right? Back then it was more kind of like, more basic in terms of, okay, let's, let's just do what I can, because I, I was stuck in a dry cleaning business, I couldn't go anywhere, you know, I didn't have that much freedom. So if I could just kind of like tune into that, whatever was bugging me, right, during that one or two minute gap, and just kind of like tuning into it, then and breathing through it, that, that was that was all I had at that moment in time. And for some people, that's all they have in their in their day, they just have that one or two minutes, right. Or there's other times where I was I was kind of exploring into the world of like plant medicines and stuff like that. So doing plant medicines and like, um, like ayahuasca and stuff like that. And so I was traveling to different places on, on like certain times or certain days when I could kind of get away. And so that's not that's not something that I recommend for everybody. And that's not really that's not really a match for some people. For some people, it's a match for other people. No, they're never going to do that. You know, so I'm not going to go ahead and recommend that to somebody because not everybody's going to do it. But that was also part of my healing as well, in addition to, uh, to, to some form of like a special type of acupuncture that deals with those states of consciousness. And so, but all those things worked for me back then. But nowadays, I've been able to really kind of put it all together in terms of what it is that I can offer to people who are dealing with that type of pain. You know, and they want to get from that stage of they're in pain to being pain free. And so I, I've been I, I in terms of the number of modalities and background that I have, you know, I, I've, I, I'm, I'm familiar with over 20 different healing modalities in terms of how a person, you know, in terms of being able to heal uh, 
pain, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual within a person. And so it, it's one of those things where because of the tools I have now, I, can, I have that flexibility to kind of meet the person where they are in their life. Because when they have a pain, like a physical pain in their body, or they're dealing with some sort of emotional challenge, or even um, if they're a business owner, right? And they're dealing with some sort of block, like subconscious block or something that's holding them back from actually speaking their truth or coming online or, or, or going in front of the video camera, right? And just talking really just unafraid, you know, just, just filled with purpose and joy and, and happiness, right? And being able to speak with authenticity. So to, to, to get to that point, it's not always it, it, that, that process of healing those blocks it requires approaching it from a certain angle because it's almost like you have to find the right, um, you have to find the the right door to enter. So you have to use the right key to enter through the right door, right? And the moment you're able to do that, you're able to unlock, like it's, you're almost, to, you're able to unlock some healing that that person needs at that point in time. Because healing happens in layers, you know, it's kind of like an onion, you know, as you peel the outer layer, right? There's always going to be another layer underneath it. And so you can't just like rip off, you can't just get to the core of it because it's almost like there's only so much that the human body can process emotionally. Otherwise it would be too much. And so that's what I've been able to incorporate in my programs now in terms of just really being able to find the correct order, the correct order in which to approach it or to be able to cater it according to what that specific person needs at that specific time. Amazing. Wow. Okay. This has been amazing. I appreciate all that you've shared so far. So my last question for you is where can people go if they know that they need help with this, they want to connect with you, where can they go to, uh, to find you? For sure. Uh, so there's two places that they can find me. So number one, they can find me through my website. So that's www.edispainfree.com. And uh, the second place they can find me is on my Facebook. So I'm primarily on Facebook right now. And so my username is, they can look me up, Edmund Lee, E-D-M-U-N-D-L-E-E, -E, or they can find me by my username at Edmund Sun Lee. So that's E-D-M-U-N-D-S-U-N-L-E-E. -E. And then from there, they can just kind of connect and, and join my private group for all the information like that on, on healing and achieving peak performance. Amazing. Thank you so, so much. This has been awesome. Um, is there anything else you want to add before we cue the outro? It was, I'm, I'm blessed and, you know, I'm, I'm honored to have you join me on this, uh, you know, to have me join you on this podcast and I'm really yes. thankful. So thank you for allowing me to share my story today. Okay. Yes. I loved it. Thank you so much for being willing to share and uh, let's go ahead and cue that outro. Thanks for listening to The Business Shift, where we chat about no-nonsense insights and strategies to help you transform your online business into a successful empire. If you or someone you know is an online business owner and are looking to increase the retention and ascension of their programs and outsource their fulfillment, I would love to connect. You can connect with us at yourclientsuccess.com. Until next time, keep shifting your business towards success.